Yo, what's going on? It's KV. It's Chris. And we're back for another episode of Lifting Coast, round eight of 23, the Red Bull Ring. And I'll tell you right now, I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> Look, man, if I were you, I'd be pissed too. You're going oh, through it right now. Are you, are you good, man? Are you okay? Listen, I'm not good. It was, one, the race was boring. Two, it's even more boring when you know that your team's going to lose. <laughs> so I was, I was just, I've never been so bitter. I, maybe never, but I've, this was really bitter for me to watch. And for Max, I mean, it was pretty comfortable. Like, I mean, from start to finish, the pits went smoothly for Max, not so much for Sergio, but we'll get there. Um, I mean, start to finish, I think this is Max's third win um, where he was leading from, from start to finish. So pretty comfortable. You know, the, the, the ending gap was like 45 seconds, but they pit at the end. I think it was like 15, 15 seconds 15, or so. Yeah. Which is a record right there. Yeah, which beats Lewis record from, from before. So look, I mean... Lewis, and we'll get into it, but Lewis at the end of the race, I, I think there was a, maybe three or four laps left. They came on the radio and said, you know, like, the gap is eight seconds. The gap is eight yeah, seconds. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, what do you want me to do? Like, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, they're, they're just too fast. There's nothing I can do, right? So put us in the minds of Lewis. What are you thinking if you're Lewis right now? It's, um, I think that's what makes it even more disappointing is that to hear the tone in Lewis's voice, this is the first time in the hybrid era that, Mercedes has lost four straight races without a victory or four, gone four straight races without a victory. And Lewis, you can hear it. One, you start this year and Mercedes is on top. So in this, the span of three or four races to start, Red Bull figured out what they needed to do. And they didn't just figure it out. They've got pace that Mercedes can't even catch. Yeah, and it's, it's happening fast, right? Like this triple header uh, last week, this week, and we've got one more race here in Austria again, you know, there's an opportunity where we went into these three races kind of, you know, it's head to head, it's Max Lewis, you know, where is the season going to go? We weren't really sure. And, you know, two races later, we're looking at it like, all right, there's a gap here, not only in points, but just kind of in pace. And, and Lewis, you know, we can tell from his body language, the way he was talking on the, on the radios today. I don't want to say he's helpless or, or, or he sounds a little helpless, but he's definitely dejected a little bit. And he definitely understands that, like, it's just going to get harder and harder and harder from here. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Um, it, it is because when you look at it now, Max has got 18 points on him in the championship. There's 40 points in the driver's championship. And that is just, yeah, there's a lot. We can say there's still a lot. of You know, it's 8 of 23. There's tons of racing still to do. But Red Bull's not going to just fall off the map and start getting DNFs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're going to continue to be good. So when you've got a gap like this, it puts the championship in – there's a lot of stress now. And in post-race, when they interviewed Lewis, he said, you know, with a little bit of, I don't want to say frustration, but a little bit of urgency, he was like, you know, we're going to have to find some performance. Like, if, if the season goes on how it's looked the last two weeks specifically, Red Bull is going to win, and, and probably by a pretty, pretty solid gap, too. Yeah. Lewis, with some urgency, was like, we're going to have to figure this out. Like, it, it can't stay this way, or, or they're going to start to run away with it. It's definitely looking that way, and... You know, you see him get out of the, the car after he parked in his uh, P2, and he's walking around. He's looking at it. You know, do we got to – where do we – we're not going to get an upgrade. So is it the rear wing, like the aerodynamics? What, what can we do? What can the engineers um, – what can the drivers, the engineers, the entire team do both at the track and at the factory? Because you've got seven days. And yeah, you're and turning it around in seven days at the same track. So – how is the result going to be different? There's 15 seconds gone 
Where are you finding that pace? Yeah, that's the biggest takeaway from this race is they have to do this all again next week. The same track. The same track, same scenario, everything. So, I mean, if you're Max, you're like, oh, I'm pretty comfortable here. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't run it back again next week. So, if you're Lewis, you're like, ah, man, we got to get out of town. We got to figure something out quick. We got to figure it out quick. And there's definitely, you know, you know there's signs of desperation when Lewis is, is like, where, where's the rain? We need the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, if he's looking for other things to come into play, it's oh like, oh man, he, he doesn't have the fastest car anymore. And, you know, not to take away from Lewis, but Red Bull is taking advantage and really putting the foot down. It is. It is. Well, the, the, the drama between Red Bull and Mercedes continues. I want to just um, kind of move into some of the other really fascinating storylines of today. And I will start with, I was actually gutted for my boy, George Russell. Look, man, <laughs> when he was, he was P8 there for a little starts stretch. The, starts the race in the points at P10 because of Sonoda's penalty, right? Yeah. Finds his way up to seventh, drops down to eighth, and you're like, you know what? He's going to get his first career point in a Williams car. It was obviously so early, and I was trying not to talk myself into it. I was, I was all in. I, I mean, I was, I was rooting for it. Like, I didn't really care. Like, Max and Lewis, whatever, we he know that stuff. On, and he was on, was it Ocon, or is it Alonso? No, it was Alonso. He was on Alonso for seventh, like, right on his tail. He's doing a phenomenal job. And then he goes into the pit, and there's a power unit issue, and it's, I don't know, like, almost a minute stop total. Comes out, pits again, and I was just like, this guy's cursed. Last year, he was in the points, and he just made a mistake and crashed by himself. I think that was in Italy. And then this year, this happens. Is he just not meant to get a point with Williams? <laughs> I mean, and even after the pit, he comes out, and then I didn't even – I missed it. Like, I looked away for a couple minutes and came back, and he was in 19th afterwards, like, even, like, 10 laps later, something, uh, something else had happened. It's like, man, like, it's just not – and then they retired the car, obviously, and it's like, it's just not for him. Like, I don't know – you know, I look at the rest of the season, I'm like, I want Russell to get a point, just one point so bad that I'm like, what is, what is going to have to happen for that to, to happen? And some good luck. He's going to have to get some good he fortune. He needs some luck. Um, some guys are going to have to retire their cars, some crashes, things are going to have to go his way. And he's just going to have to have some good fortune. It's just every time there's an opportunity, it just gets stripped away from him. You know, I don't know how much longer he's going to be in a Williams car. And there's obviously a ton of different um, rumors out there, but it would be really nice for him to get a point in a Williams car before he moves on to another team because it also shows you, for anyone that is into F1, um, especially like we are fans first, you take, it for, you take for granted how hard it is to score a career point. We, you know, we see Lewis, we see Max, you go back, you think of Schumacher, Vettel's run, all of these people, they are the one off the best of the best, but to get one point, is extremely difficult. And especially in Russell's scenario, you talked about, you know, what does his future look like? For To be in his position, he's doing everything he can to make an impression, whether it's Mercedes or whether it's someone else. He's doing everything he can week in and week out to, to put his best foot forward, get points, and, and put in quality performances. And, I mean, obviously people are going to take this with a grain of salt just because of the circumstances, but it's just tough when, when he's trying everything he can to score points and, and just really have good performances and things like this keep happening. It's just, I hope this doesn't come back to like affect him in, in, in his short-term future. Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. And you can see the frustration on, especially with him because he's pushing the car as hard as he can. 
He's, you know, getting through to P2 in, uh, or Q2 in quality, you know, every race. He's doing what he can to put himself in a position to win. And ultimately, it's definitely not for a lack of trying. It's a, it's a technical, mechanical issue. The car he has just can't do it. Um, so he's definitely going to need some luck. So we'll see. But on that point of points, right, um, Scott, who's not behind the hot mic but in the studio with us, he sent me a message. I, I don't know if it was – yeah, I think it was yesterday. He said, is Ricardo washed? And I, I will admit that I went through a little bit of a dry phase with F1 just before the hybrid era into the start of it, and he was with Red Bull and, you know, raced alongside – that championship team for for quite a while and he went to Renault and now he's obviously with McLaren but was he ever that good I went back and looked at some of the data how many how many wins do you think Ricardo has in his entire career so I know because I was listening to post-race he's got seven is that right seven wins so I did not know that till today I thought he had quite a bit of success seven wins that his sounds like nothing. His celebrity kind of precedes him a little bit where it's like his reputation doesn't necessarily equal his performance and how great of a driver he actually is. So it's, it, it's one of those things that's kind of tough to really judge and put your stamp on. It's just crazy because, yeah, he, he has this larger-than-life persona. You expect and think like, oh, my God, this guy's a winner. He's only won seven F1 races, and I say only because – you would think it's more, but then it comes back to the point that scoring one point is crazy. Getting a podium is in, is so difficult, and of course, winning an F one race. That's why Lewis ninety eight wins. We want him. We want him to get to a hundred. Is incredible because just look, look, look. There's twenty drivers, and there's only a handful that can be at the top. And the one thing I'll add on this point about Ricardo is we came on here last week, and I talked about you know. Is this him turning around the season? You know, he was uh, finished P6 last week, had a good race. And then, you know, he, it's just so inconsistent. He's just not comfortable. In free practice, he had P2 in one of the practice sessions. And then he was 13, started P13 in this race today and was up to six at one point and then fell down again and lost four spots in, in a span of a couple turns. Right. It's just, it's so up and down. It's hard to really judge, like, where he is in terms of comfortability with the car, in terms of, like... You just never know what you're going to get. And Lando, you know, I don't want to compare the two because Lando has just been so comfortable in the best form of his career. And, um, you know, Zach Brown was talking about they believe that Ricardo will get back to a level of form that will at least, you know, keep them in third consistently, right? Yeah. It's tough for them because, you know, if he's not performing, I mean, Ferrari's only, you know, a dozen points back right now. That's right. So... Ricardo's going to have to start putting in performances and scoring points. Do we think it'll happen? I don't know. We, we, we could be looking back at this conversation six weeks from now, you know, eight weeks, ten weeks from now, and looking back, oh, is, is Ricardo still what? Like, he hasn't had a podium or he hasn't had some quality performances? I don't know. It's tough. Like, there, there's a world where this season goes on and, and these level of performances stay the same. It is. It's getting really close between that 3-4. And this is where there's, you know, two drivers, one team, in theory, you know, obviously there are all sorts of conspiracies within teams, but they have the same car. Um, for as long as Hamilton has dominated, you know, Bottas has been up and down. You look at now McLaren. Lando is performing. Ricardo is not. But they have the same car. So this is where everyone will always say, oh, it's a car, it's a car, it's a car. It ultimately comes down to the driver. 
And, and to add on to that, the comfortability piece like can't be understated because with Perez coming to Red Bull, with Sainz coming to Ferrari, these guys that step into to new seats, um, you know, there is a, a period of time where we'll call it a grace period of like, all right, we'll give you a pass just because of that. You know, you're settling in, you're trying to get comfortable, you're trying to figure out the car and figure out what you could do with it. Um, but there will come a point in the season where there's you know, no Perez more Perez has period. kind of figured it out. Yeah, the grace period is going to end eventually. There's right? no the honeymoon stage is over. Yeah, and you you got to figure out as as fans though. It's like it's just it's F one. It's like you're in the car. How Gas could it be that different? Like, <laughs> why why is there a, a grace period? Why can't you just get in? You know, we saw George Russell get into the Mercedes and look what he did. So. What are they trying to figure out? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's above my pay grade. I, it's it's the things that I don't understand. Like if I put you point. in the Mercedes, are you going to win? <laughs> no, there's no chance. Actually, you're not. But if I put you in the Red Bull, are you going to win? Well, <laughs> still probably not. But we could try. Oh, Give me a go at 300 kilometers That's an hour. why there's just so many people just say, oh, they're just driving a car. This is a sport. Um, it's what they put their bodies through. It's incredible. You know, two hours, the gravity, the weight loss, the heat. Um, there's just no room for error. Especially when we're dealing with thousands of a second, hundreds of a second, tenths of a second. That makes all the difference. You know, the difference in qualifying first and qualifying tenth. Those are the, those are the things that, that separate the, the good and the great. Yeah. Um, the only separation this year is with Haas. I mean, they're, they're about two <laughs> plus tough. seconds off anyone. And it's almost as if um, they, they actually shouldn't even be allowed to be out there. Because they're not close. Did you see the two battling there, like, <laughs> in the midway point? <laughs> and Gunter, made Gunter made an appearance yes. on air today. I mean, I've told... He has... Haas has been completely um, dismayed. They're thrown into the abyss of F1 that nobody wants to talk about. But Gunter was on air today, which was kind of funny. He was in the mix. He was in the mix. <laughs> he said, look, I, I thought it was a fair battle. I was like, all right, man. Yeah, no, they're, they're garbage. But... Um, just on this whole whole race today, other things that kind of sucked right off the start was Gasly getting out. Um, he has since been uh, relegated to the second Red Bull team with AlphaTauri. He has performed at a great level. I mean, he has impressed me. I thought they pulled the plug on him a bit too early with Albon. And you can tell he's fighting his tail off to get back into um, a strong team and Alpha Tori has done really well, and it was kind of just shitty to see him, you know, not finish. And, and you could see the biggest thing with Gasly and the biggest indicator of how fast he is is his qualifying performances. Week in and week out, he's fourth, sixth, you know, in that mix, right? I think he's only had one outside of the top eight. Um, he, he's just quality every week. And, and putting that into a race and, and scoring serious points is, is, a, is another thing, and that's something they're battling with the car. But... He's been really, really, really good. To see him go out, you know, that Leclerc situation, eh, I don't know. What did you think about that? It was, I, you know, I don't think it was really his fault. It, there was a lot of traffic. He kind of got caught in, in the middle of it. But it is what it is. Uh, it happens. That's racing. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Um, mistakes. So we, we talked about why Mercedes may be struggling. Hamilton is making mistakes. He made that mistake in quality where he went off into the gravel. Mm -hmm. Completely out of character. Today, almost ended his race where he had the oversteer. Came really, really close. Really close. Is it is maybe the pressure getting to him? I wouldn't say that. I think that's a stretch. But I would say I think Hamilton mentally understands that he has to make up ground. 
Like, he isn't at a point where he can drive comfortably and be the fastest car and the fastest driver on the grid anymore. He, he feels, and rightfully so, that he's going to have to make up time in certain places. And when you're pushing and you're applying that much pressure, mistakes are going to come, right? And it's just one of those things that he's going to have to battle throughout the year. I, I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. I don't think we're going to continue to see these small mistakes from, from Lewis just because I think, um, you know, it's so unlike him. And I think he's going to fire back and he'll be right back in the mix uh, of drivers. And, and like, I, I'm not ruling out this season for Lewis at all. The mistakes are, are weird, but to me, it, it all comes down to that pressure and, you know, him trying to push to, to make up time just because he's not, he's not in the fastest car anymore. Most, I, you know, yeah, okay, he's not in the fastest car. The pace showed it today. But if he doesn't make that quality mistake yesterday, I think he's pole. He, yeah. he was off by how many hundredths? Well, I think Max's second, Max's last lap still was first. Okay. So I think Max would have had pole regardless, but it is like those small mistakes are the difference, like we said. But if you look at the quality between the two drivers, um, it's really close. Yeah. So what happened today on the track to have, in quality, the pace is almost at par. It's tough to say. I mean, Lewis talked about the difference that he feels in the straights and just, you know, he thinks Red Bull is so much faster in the straights. And on a race like, on a track like this, where you've got three, you know, DRS zones that, that make up a really, really I big guess. portion of the track, the straights make a big difference. And that's where that 15 seconds, some of that 15 seconds come from. Do you think Bottas finishes third if they don't mash up um, Perez's pit? It was a five-second pit. <sighs> that was really interesting. Do you think if you know if you give Perez one more lap? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, they obviously had the pace, yeah. but it, they screwed up the pit. Red Bull never makes mistakes in the pit, and they made a mistake. I was up on my couch cheering like I had, you know, Lewis had won the race when they fucked up that pit, but um, I mean. It, he still almost came back and got into third. So that was a weird part of the race where, because Russell pit and was stuck there for about a minute, then and then Perez comes right in. after that, Perez came in and it was about five seconds. Then Bottas came in like two seven. Then Lewis came in with a pretty quick. Is two two, and then two, Max two, was two. Uh, was two flat, and it was yeah. like, oh okay, like <laughs> are we fine or are we not fine? What's going on here? It, it was interesting. Um, Driver of the day. I'll start with you because I've got one that's uncharacteristic. But mine is, um, and not, he ended up winning driver of the day. But I was looking at it from the very beginning of the race. Charles Leclerc, when when he ends up in nineteenth to start lap two, we're looking at it like, all right, he's got an opportunity to to show some real pace here and score points. Let's let's see what he's got. He got all the way up to P seven. And you know, he ended up he ended up winning driver of the day, uh, and I think he finished one behind Carlos. Which is to your point, you know, if Leclerc if that mistake never happens and and you know he's P seven where he started, you know Leclerc could have finished you know three four five range. So Leclerc is my driver of the day just because of of you know where he started in lap two and where he finished. Yeah, I mean it was impressive. Whenever you get. Um thrown to the back of the grid, and yeah. you got to work your way up. Um, we've seen, obviously, Max has done it, Lewis has done it. It shows uh, true character because you, mentally you're, you feel defeated, and then you got to work your way up. And, and this was a race, too, that was so fast that Max almost lapped Lando. Yeah. Which was, was in crazy. Fourth, fourth at the time or fifth? Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty wild. I mean, they, that's how much pace they had. My driver of the day was Bottas. 
And Bottas has received so much negative press this year. Um, no, no one believes he has a seat next year. He's dealt with um, just a weird season. You know, he's done well, then he's qualified poorly, um, qualifies well, then has that. I really didn't think it was that big of a deal yesterday in the pit lane. Gets not only does he get the um, grid penalty, but he gets deduction the points. Points deducted off his driver license, which I thought was completely unfair. And for him to rally through all of that finish third, have a Mercedes 2-3 on the podium, I thought it was impressive. And he showed some true grit, some resilience, and you got to give kudos to him. Yeah, and, and he's answering the call, right? We came on here last week and said Valtteri and Sergio are going to be the reasons, you know, either team wins most likely. If Max and Lewis go head-to-head, it's going to come down to those second guys. And, you know, we gave Valtteri some, some slack. I know at least I did. And he answered the call, third place, dealing with the penalty, dealing with the points. You know, it's a good race, and he hadn't been on the podium in a couple of weeks, so... It was good. Yeah, I, I, I was happy for him because, you know, we just mentally, these guys go through any athlete, right? Any sport. The mental aspect is so many times overlooked, and you deal with all of the shit that's going around, all of the blog boys talking their shit, a.k.a. us. Um, and then, they, he, you know, he delivers. So, good for Valtteri. Um, we've got seven days, turning it around again. It will be very interesting to see what happens. I am optimistic, but as a from a realistic standpoint, where do you erase fifteen seconds on this track? Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's it's a sizable gap. This isn't like a you know there was a small mistake that cost them the race. Like this is you know fifteen seconds of time they have to make up throughout the course of that of those laps. So if you're Mercedes, what do you do? Like, do you just kind of I mean, I think a big part of it as well is pole. If Lewis can get pole, that's going to make such a huge, huge. Does difference. it make a big difference? Because I mean, the look pace at will the eventually. TRS zones. Yeah, I mean, the pace will eventually shine through for Red Bull, but I just think giving Lewis the opportunity to be comfortable in first where he's been, and I think it could make a difference. I'm not sure whether it makes 15 seconds worth of difference and, and could flip the race like that, but. We'll see. I mean, Max one is going to have a really big strategy. I mean, you, you start on the, the mediums, like we saw today, you switch to the hards. I think even if Lewis says first, how does he keep Max off of him? Yeah. Unless they, they have to make a change so drastic. And this is where it's like, okay, you're not going back to the fact you guys are there, you're bunkered down, you've got one week to turn it around. Yeah, it's just not a lot of time. <laughs> and, and it doesn't seem like there's like an obvious answer or, or something so clear to them that they could just know, flip a switch or make a change that's going to flip the, the outcome of this race. Agreed. So before we wrap up, obviously, this is episode two. Um, you and I here in the studio um, just chatting it up. What has been the response just from your initial circle, friends and family? Like, have, have you told many people about the show? What have they said? <laughs> One of my friends, Ethan, I'll give him a, I'll give him a shout. One of my friends, Ethan, messaged me yesterday and said he was listening. And, he, and then he said he stopped listening whenever I said Sergio Perez stumbled out of the gate. <laughs> He was like, oh, he was in a new car. Give him a break. Leave him alone. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, well, he's still going to score points. The leaderboard doesn't care about whether or not he's in a new car. But it's been fun. Look, I'm excited to get in here every week and, and talk F1. It's something I've grown to really, really love in the last six months, year. You know, like we talked about last last week coming in from Drive to Survive and all that stuff. Still learning it all. You know, we've got like the rookie and the vet type thing going on here, <laughs> which I'm all for. But it's fun, man. I'm excited. It's it's a ton of fun. I mean, I love talking um, anything I love uh, exactly or especially with F1, but it's an interesting market um, to approach because obviously we've launched this show 
And it's not like, oh, yeah, the NBA, primarily North American, or the NFL, primarily North American. Like, this is a sport that is so global. You know, we've got people listening in India. We've got people listening in South Africa. Um, really, it's just starting to pick up momentum in North America. So it is very interesting to see where people are listening and tuning in. Um, hopefully, that continues to grow. And ultimately, anyone who's listening, we want them to share their feedback and ask questions because I'd love to add a mailbag to this show. Hell yeah, that would be fun. So... Let's do it, man. Um, seven days. I'll see you next Sunday. Um, what are your closing remarks? Um, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Do you think we'll have a different outcome next week? I hope so. We've had a couple races that have been pretty clean. I'm, I'm hoping for some yellow flags, some drama, something that's just different. Yeah, I'm always on board for that. All right, bro. That's a wrap. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.